Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to another lovely edition of the Tech Edition Podcast. My name is Kerry Brown, and I'm here with my brother. His name is Clarence. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, dude. What is going on with you? Um, not much. Just, um, happy to be on another week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As I, as I throw out my Vulcan salute here. Um, yeah. Star Trek. You remember for real them back in the day? Um, yeah. Was, was there a group, was there a group called Star Trek or are they? I think his group was NERD and Star Trek was just like his production group yeah, or something. It was really weird. For real. For real. Not bring it, bring it in a not T-R-E-K-T-R-A-C-K. Was it T-R-A-K? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I see what you did there, Pharrell. I see what you... Yeah. So what's going on with you, dude? Oh, nothing much, man. Just um, learning some programming languages and uh, continuing to work. I haven't really been up to much extracurricular stuff. Um, So, yeah, not much. (laughs) What about you? Ah, man. Nothing much. The same old, same old... Um, Trying to get a release out in the next few weeks uh, for November. But other than that, you know, just work, work, work. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Okay. So um, I guess we'll just jump into our stories. Uh, yeah. What do we want to take on first? Uh, um, you want to talk about this Music Modernization Act? Because I read a little bit about it, but I don't really know a whole lot. Yeah, so let's let's dive into it. So the Music Modernization Act has been signed into law by President Donald J. Trump. And uh you're a music guy, so uh, as we know, artists don't fare well when it comes to making money uh, in, 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 in online streaming services unless you're uh, unless you're Taylor Swift or Beyoncé or you know how that goes. Yeah. But but um uh, part of this law that was signed in effect that has three pillars, uh, or three acts as part of it. And one is the music, music modernization act, which, which streamlines the music licensing process. So, um, it makes it easier for rights holders to get paid. Uh, also, I think there's something in there to where, um, they put the money in a fund if they can't immediately, uh, distribute money to the appropriate holders. Uh, they kind of keep it to the side to make sure they will still eventually get their money. And before I think it was, it was like, um, steeped in lawsuits and dubious at best to try to get the money that you're owed. So yeah. that's another thing. Um, there's another, uh, another part of that is a particular section. It allows for, uh, bulk, uh, licensing. Uh, whereas in the past you had to do like a, on a per song basis. I think I think with this new act that allows some, some more bulk licensing that makes it a little bit easier, so you don't have to negotiate each and every song uh, from a particular artist. Also, there is the compensating legacy artists for their song services and important contributions oh, to society act. That's a lot to say. Uh, acronym classics, classics. of course. <laughs> but that's pretty I, cool. So maybe you know a little bit more about this part, but I think there's something to do with if anything is before 1972, it's kind of harder to license or you don't get any rights uh, for your music. I don't think it's harder to license. I just think it's harder to like get paid. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, it's, it's something It's something the way like the copyright laws are written to where like after a certain amount of time, the copyrights expire. So like it's just fair game. 
Yeah. Um, and I, I believe that's why the 72 is called out, but I could be completely wrong on that. No, hey, it makes sense to me. And the last pillar of this, um, this, these, these acts that just got released or signed in the law is the allocation for music producers or AMP Act. They are definitely on their acronyms here today, uh, which improves royalty pay- payouts for producers and engineers. Um, I'm sure Kanye West will be happy about this <laughs> from sound exchange when their recordings are used on satellite and online radio. So I think another thing about this too is, um, part, uh, there's going to be a shared database for all the licensing, uh, just to make it easier. And the, this database is going to be maintained by the online streaming services. So it's going to be one shared database. They're all going to have their hand in it to try to maintain it. And, you know, as we move, uh, from a physical media onto almost completely these days into a digital uh, age, it's definitely something that we need to be looking at. And, you know, Improve yeah. the laws where we can. And I think this is one of those few things that passed where it was bipartisan uh, agreement on we need to do this thing. So that's good to see as well. Yeah, I mean, something's needed to, uh, if nothing else, you know, help compensate all these artists that don't really get much money. And I mean, the music industry as a whole is kind of in the crapper right now. So yeah, um, anything yeah. that can get money to artists is good. I mean, a lot of a lot of it's funny because like on radio, we had these like ironclad royalty like rules and regulations for like if if the radio plays your radio station plays your song, you get X amount of money and it was pretty cut and dry. But then the whole Internet thing just threw a wrench into it. You have all these online radio stations, and a lot of them weren't playing royal, paying royalties. And you know, especially, and another thing is like Spotify and just devaluing music as a whole. So, you know, anything that can help get money to artists, I think is good. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I think overall is definitely one of those kicking and screaming things. You know, at first. Um we we they didn't really want to get on board with the whole streaming thing. Uh, what was that Dr. Dre uh, documentary that we saw? Um, the on HBO the ones. Yeah, the yeah, ones. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I remember them talking in the documentary about how uh, what's the guy's name? Levine, Jimmy Levine. Is that right? He just got out of the music industry. He was like, <laughs> he's like, it's over. <laughs> yeah, but but he he saw the writing on the wall is what, what one of the things that was mentioned in that. Um, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But I think in later years, I think that, you know, I, I believe that the online has taken off more and generated more revenue. Whereas at the beginning, it was kind of, <laughs> you know, it's out there, but nobody's getting paid. But so, so they're slowly getting it right. And, uh, hopefully going forward, uh, it, it'll be a little better for artists as well as, uh, producers and music makers. So yeah, good things. Yeah. Good things. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, moving along. Okay, yeah, so apparently um, the Red Company, if you're not familiar with who they are, they make a lot of the mo- – most of the movies that you see these days are probably shot on Red cameras. They um, they have a 4K camera, so I w- are they the only company that has like a 4K movie camera? Uh, I think there's others, but they're definitely the most um, – They're one of the first known. I know. Yeah. But anyway, um, they are getting out of the not getting out of the realm of cameras, but they're breaking into the realm of phones. So, um, they are releasing this red hydrogen one phone. Um, and it has a boss camera on it. I mean, to say the least. Uh, this thing's been <laughs> yeah. 
they've been like previewing this phone since like I want to say since like last year because I remember three KBHD is that his name? Uh, MKBHD. MKBHD. Sorry, dude. Um, he released a video preview from like a beta beta version of the phone like last September or something. But um, he also released another video recently about how they've sent out this preview version called like the Houdini version, <laughs> and that's what a lot of these um, uh, I guess press. A lot of the press that are previewing shots from the phone, um, that's where they're getting their phone from. And, I mean, it takes really, really beautiful pictures. I'm not sure of the price, but um, I have a link here. Um, let me see here that we can post maybe. Uh, that shows you what the camera looks like. And it looks – it doesn't look like a phone camera. I mean, wow. to me, it doesn't anyway. Um, I mean, the iPhone takes really nice photos, but this seems like it's on another level. So, What do you think? Yeah, they look really good. They look really good. But it's getting so close these days. Um, yeah, I'd be interested just to see what they can do that's different from what, you know, the Pixel is doing and what Apple is doing with their phones. Um, uh, some of the specs to, uh, rear 12 megapixel, uh, 1.8 f-stop cameras and a dual 8 megapixel 2 f-stop selfie camera on the front. You know, I think one of the things I'd be interested in this as well is seeing how the video turns out. You know, Red being renowned for their 4K and 8K uh, video cameras uh, in the movie industry. I would be interested interested to see if the video from these actually looks decent. Uh, I would imagine it would. But, you know, I, I guess we'll we'll know sooner or later. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the 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 build of the phone, I mean, it doesn't really look like a phone. <laughs> yeah. It, um. It looks more like a like MKB, but it looks more like a device that you would use for another reason. But I mean, I feel like a lot of people yeah. that get this phone, they're getting it for the camera. They're not getting it because it's a phone. It's like a instead of a camera phone, this is a phone camera. I guess would be <laughs> no, no, the excellent point. It's like a high spec camera that also that is also a phone. Um. It has dual 4K cameras on the front and back <laughs> that can cap- capture photos and videos and even broadcast 3D video chats, which is pretty interesting. I don't think any other phone can make that claim to fame. Um, what else? Yeah, looking at some of these pictures, man, the the bokeh effect on some of these street pictures they, they've taken is just freaking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, you know, I was uh, just looking at the um the 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 dark shots like it, yeah <laughs> the nighttime shots even, on here are phenomenal, dude. I can't. I don't know any phone that takes night shots that that <laughs> nice looking. A lot of them don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Do we have any? Do we know when this might come out, or is it still like in beta um, phase right now? I believe it's supposed to come out soon. I don't think they announced the release date yet but um i I was thinking maybe like early 2019 the only problem is it's running off a 2017 hardware but again you're not buying this for the phone you're buying it because it you know because of the camera so yeah and and um, i wonder will it be a thing that they license um 
maybe Carl Zeiss is the most licensed uh, camera technology that we know of today. Cause it's almost, I don't know if it's on the newer phones, but definitely for a while now it was popping up on every video device that you saw for, for quite a while. So even my Logitech camera right here has, has a Carl Zeiss uh, technology in it. So, <laughs> so I wonder if, it, if it's something yeah. they'll wind up licensing out uh, to other phone manufacturers. That's interesting. I, I never thought about that, but yeah, I guess they could. Um, the other thing about this is the price. Um, it's eleven ninety five, which sounds like a lot, but I mean, it's not really out of place with how expensive the smartphones are today. Um, if you want a titanium var- variant, it's yeah. fifteen ninety five. Um, and this is yeah, this is for the pre order, so we still don't know what the final retail price will be. Uh, but I feel like there's a market for this. Yeah, um, and if the camera's that great, man, even if you're a YouTuber and just want to use it for YouTube stuff, uh, you know, at that price, it's still a very good price for a high quality phone. So our camera, so I, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, and another thing that I wanted to mention is that it's modular. Um, so you there will be add-on cameras and lenses. I guess lens. I guess for this, I think right now the only module is an eight K eight K three D camera module. Uh, see, they may have lost me with that because I don't know how I feel about the modular phone stuff that I've seen so far. Was it Lenovo who had the phone with with the? Um, I think it was um Motorola. Or yeah, it was Le- Motorola. Lenovo. Lenovo yeah. bought Motorola, so yeah, it wasn't Lenovo. But um, yeah, I mean, as long as that's not the main focus of the phone, I mean, I don't see any problem with them having a little attachment or interface on the back for people to, you know, as long as it doesn't take away from the phone, I I don't really have a problem with it. Yeah, I can agree with that. Definitely can agree with that. Uh, So moving right along. um, So life in the last five to 10 years has been subs on subs on subs. (laughs) And I'm not talking about subway. I'm talking about digital subscription services. Uh, They're popping up everywhere. All the time. And now, pray tell, if you are a Uber or Lyft fan, hopefully a Lyft fan, you can get a monthly subscription nationwide. This uh, is ridiculous. The, the Netflix for bus rides, as they call it in this article. Uh, Lyft's monthly subscription experience is going national. And for a mere $299 a month, you can get an all-inclusive wow. 30 rides. Granted that the rides are $15 wow. or less. And if they are over $15, guess what? You get to pay the difference. Wow. <laughs> it, that's like more than my car costs me a month. Like, Yeah, that's a bit no, no, much. No. But, you know... um, Depending on what city you live in, say you live in New York, I don't know if $299 a month is going to be cheaper than – it's definitely not going to be p- cheaper than public transportation. No, it's not. But <laughs> but, but versus owning and maintaining and maybe even parking in some cities a car, if, you, if, you, if it's not convenient to do public transportation, this is – this might be a good option. I definitely see where it's not for everybody. I think I think it's kind of for rich, entitled people in a way. Most- well, I mean, the only people I can really see using this is people who travel a lot. Yeah. Like, if you travel a lot, yeah, you're, you're driving sense. back and forth from a lot of airports. Like, normally yeah. airport rides to a hotel, they're like 30 to $50 a pop. So it's like – 
well, you'll be paying the difference for those. But anyway, like, <laughs> like that, I guess you, I can kind of see that. But yeah, I can see that too. Otherwise, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't know anybody who takes three hundred dollars worth of lift rides a month. Yeah, but then again, I live in Kansas City, which is so spread out that yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think it's probably the wrong focus. Maybe they should be pitching this toward businesses. You know, where you have uh, people going off all the time on business trips, this would be a good thing for a company to have. But as far as an individual paying two ninety nine a month, that that's a lot. I mean, maybe if you buy it for your grandma or something that doesn't drive or can't drive, maybe I don't. Should have put her on a bus. <laughs> Granny, you three hundred dollars a month. Yeah, but different yeah. tiers. We need different tiers. Maybe a. Uh, $100 tier where you get like 15 rides or something or 10 rides. I guess mathematically it would be 10 rides. Yeah, this I'm doesn't just, work for me. <laughs> I'm just like, do people actually take ride share that much that they would save money? 30 <sighs> well, rides. So let's do the math here. 30 rides, $15 each. That's what? Uh, it's going to be under 10. It's going to be like in between 10 and 5. Somewhere like 7 bucks a ride. But but I mean, I'll say like if my math is correct, which is probably not. I just did four fifty. So okay, in a month you're saving one hundred and fifty bucks, which I, I I guess. But that that's a lot of rides. That's and, a lot and, of rides. That like yeah. if you're spending that much for rides here, and you're not taking <laughs> like it just it just doesn't make sense to me. Like I don't know, buy, man. Get you get you a car, man. Get get you a scooter. Get something like. So the last time we were in New Orleans for two days, we probably did like eight Ubers. And it was like, it seemed like total was like 30 bucks. So again, it probably just depends. Like you said up top, how much you're traveling. And nah, I don't, that's yeah, a, it's a lot of money. A lot. That's a lot, man. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. It's, 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 uh, it's cooler. Speaking of subscriptions, um, I know we've had our exploits on Discord before. Yeah. Um, we even tried podcasting on it for a while, but um, I don't know why <laughs> it didn't work because it sounded so much better than Skype. And it kind of it, it's something about it that just wasn't right. I can't even remember at this point. But yeah, Discord, Discord. They're they're taking on uh, Steam, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to. So I wasn't. I wouldn't even, say that. Yeah. So but, I I wasn't even aware that they already had a uh, subscription service before, um, and it was equivalent to getting like perks and stuff for certain games, maybe loot boxes or things like that. So they had that before, and it was called their Nitro service. But now they're doing a few things. They've raised it to ten dollars, and they have sort of their own. Um, equivalent of xbox game pass to where you can get this library of 60 games and for ten dollars a month you can play them to your heart's content ah, huge caveat it might not be the best games or the newest well dude i don't know man like there's some really good games on here new, like De- good Dead older sales is, yeah Dead sales is new Dead sales is new it's about the only one on the list though Pillars of Eternity 2 is relatively new. Um, Hollow Knight is relative, relatively new. Yeah. Um, Banner Saga 3. Moonlighter, which is like a Zelda-type game, which I've been really interested in. And the, I mean, that's that's actually yeah. came out like a couple weeks ago. Some of these games are new. Um but, but they're more they're more indie games. There no yeah. there aren't any AAA games on here. I, that would be my caveat to saying, you know, they're just Yeah. And like you said, a bunch of old games too, like 
Metro and yeah, they had some good oldies. Wasteland, uh, brutal legend, Dark Dark Side is one and two, Super Meat Boy. Um, so they got some good ones in there, but but honestly, I think the Microsoft Game Pass is actually the same price. And are yeah, you arguably like going to get a contest? I mean, if you had the Game Pass right now, you'd be playing Forza, the new Forza, out the gate. I need- <laughs> I need to get the game pass so I can play yeah. that. Yeah. So I, it's cool that they're doing it. And also, as far as when I say taking on Steam, they are, they are introducing where you can pull in and launch your games from, from the, uh, Discord launcher, Discord app now, which is yeah. kind of cool. I, I don't like how they're, cause I mean, this, yeah, I don't like how they're doing this. <laughs> well, okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Well, I mean, Discord is for <laughs> chatting or talking to people while you're playing a game. Like, I don't need a game launcher. I don't need a store. I don't need, oh, it's just, get, it's just getting bloated, man. I, I don't like how bloated it's getting. I want me a nice, yeah. lean voice client. Like, that's why I use Discord. I don't, like, it actually tries, it. like, I had to go in there and turn, it, put, it was trying to put an overlay in my games. Like, I had to go turn Discord that Discord was? Yeah, oh, it God. puts an overlay in your games. Um, and I really like Discord, but I'm like really close to uninstalling it because yeah. I don't have that many friends that use it. I mean, I have like three or four friends that we play PUBG and um, we'll be playing like Blackout, um, Black Ops Blackout. We call it Bubbo, um, <laughs> Black, Black, Black Ops Four. So I mean, but other than those guys in. I don't really use it, and now it's just getting bloated, and I have enough launchers already. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yet another launcher. I, yeah, yeah. I'm. I wonder if you. I can find an old version that's stripped down. Oh, you're like one of the anti Skype people going back to the old version of Skype. I mean, it, it makes there's just too much in it now, man. But you, there's just too much in it. You it's, ha- it's just like what. <laughs> Why why does this have games just like why does Steam have voice? Because Steam's voice is complete garbage. It's like warm, yeah. hot, steamy. Gar- it's yeah. terrible. It's worse than Xbox Live. It's bad. It's well, bad. Well, it's 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 an add-on feature. It's not what you come for. It's like you get there and like, oh, I'm in this beautiful place and I see something else that's kind of cool and I'm gonna jump on that too. That's that's kind of the approach they're taking, and it's it's incentive. It's add add-ons. Now like you said, I think people go to Discord for its purity of being a a um, a, a chat app, a uh, group room app that you can jump into and have have a bunch of people in. I don't know why would they go to play games. It, it's just it's, I agree. It's weird. It's weird. It's definitely weird. I don't like it. But I don't know if I want to talk about this one or not. So Dale has a new monitor. Dell's new. I saw this. Yeah. So Dell. Now you're a guy that loves your big monitors, as I witnessed from a picture I saw you posted somewhere, uh, maybe on <laughs> Facebook. But Dell's newest monitor is a 49 inch dual QHD curved, and as ours technical puts it, behemoth. You can have uh, this behemoth of a monitor, which supports dual inputs and is the equivalent of two 27-inch screens pushed right up against each other. Uh, you can have it for a mere uh, $1,600, $1,700, dollars So what do you think? <laughs> now, see, this is what I don't get, okay? So I get the fact that it's two 1440p 
screen, 227 inches. They're side by side, so you don't have the bezel in the middle. You yeah. have the two inputs. I've seen monitors do like all that is cool. All that is great. I'm not necessarily attacking this particular monitor when I say this, but <laughs> I mean, okay, so I have a 43-inch 4K television above my computer monitor that I use as a second monitor. It costs me like 300 bucks. Yeah. yeah. And I mean... I mean, I know there's a market for this. I know there is, but the average person, like, why would you spend seventeen hundred dollars for a forty-nine inch monitor that's not a gaming monitor, it's not high refresh rate, which you wouldn't really be able to use with dual inputs anyway? Why wouldn't you just get a big tele four K television? Like, it it, it could the be pixel density is good enough on a four K TV to use as a monitor. Well, it could be beyond that. It could be aspect ratio, ratio more of having that. I guess that you know more of a wide angle view of what your as computers are 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 landscape. Um, it might be more geared toward that, though. You know, um, I guess a. 42 inch uh 4k monitor uh, of a very much cheaper price might be close um for, yeah. for the layman um i don't know i don't know i so like it this past yeah i'm I mean, sorry go no, ahead. i like it i would never own it just because of the mere price but i think my similar setup of my 24 inch monitors side by side on this stand here i think it's close now i do have bezel uh it's bezel city over here which you know <laughs> is not the best thing but you know my setup was much cheaper than that price yeah so i have i have with my 4k 43 inch um i can I have it normally when I watch football, I have it split four ways and I'll be watching four football games, four 1080p football games at the same time. So, I mean, I'm really happy with that. It would be nice. It would be like the only way I, I would reason I would do something like that maybe is for the separate inputs because you could have basically multi monitor without the bezel. I think that yeah. would be the draw. But why not just have a huge screen? <laughs> For seventeen hundred dollars, you could buy a big honking monitor, or do the project. Well, I guess it depends. I know there's a market for this. I'm just, yeah. I'm just justifying why I wouldn't spend the money on it. Not necessarily that you shouldn't. I guess is what I'm doing. I don't no, know. you're not wrong. You are not wrong, <laughs> sir. <laughs> cool. Did it move along? Well, we don't have as many stories as I thought we did. <laughs> yeah, I thought we okay. had them too. But we do have one more, don't we? Yeah. So, um. Unless you've been on a rock last couple of days, um, Paul Allen, co-founder of Microsoft with his childhood friend Bill Gates, mm. um, he died of cancer. Yeah, that's pretty sad. He was 65. Um, notably, uh, he is one of the people who allowed Al Hendricks, Jimi Hendrix, J- Jimi Hendrix's father, to regain the rights to his music. Oh wow! Um, That's he, cool. Alan probably dropped. I think he dropped like five million dollars on Al Hendrix's, Dr- Hendrix's lawyers to actually enable him to, because like they really screwed Jimmy over with a bunch of the contracts that they gave him, and they were like just exploiting his music right after he died, releasing just all his unreleased, unfinished stuff. And anyway, um, all he wanted from um Al Hendricks was to be able to display some of Jimmy's items in his museums. And like if you're a musician, I know this is a take show, but like if you're a musician musician, Paul Allen was a pretty cool dude. Like he yeah. could play guitar. Like yeah. YouTube 
YouTube him on um YouTube you he he's a really really he was a really really good guitar player. He owned um I think he owned one of Jimi Hendrix's guitars. Oh. He owned Eric Clapton's uh, uh, Brownie, which he used during the Derek and the Dominoes years, which in my opinion were Eric Clapton's best years in Derek and the Dominoes, uh, Layla, and other sort of love songs. It's like one of my favorite albums. Period. Um, he also owned the Seahawks and the yeah, Trailblazers. Oh, he, 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 he may own the Mar- Mariners too, but I know he owned the Trailblazers and the Seahawks. Okay, he owns the Trailblazers and the Seahawks. Which That's- for for Seahawks fans, you remember seeing him uh, when we won the championship a few years back? Yeah. So Russell Wilson <laughs> hug him like um, Peyton Manning hugged Papa John after the Super Bowl. Oh man, I'm going to Papa John's. I'm gonna drink me a couple Bud Lights because <laughs> I like beer. Yeah, he, he actually owned he actually owns a bunch of like. He owns a Bud Light Budweiser distributor or something like so. Like the, all that was self serving. Oh god, and, and hilarious. <laughs> Peyton Manning. He, Peyton Manning. He got rid of. All, he sold all his Papa John's stores though. Yeah. Well, there was a little Papa yeah. John's controversy. I guess after. Yeah. I guess after Papa went old, angry, <laughs> old angry, crotchety man on on everybody. Oh man. I'm the NFL for his declining sales. Really. Yeah, wow. that's a conversation for another time because I want to hear all about it. And there's other stuff, but yeah, Paul Allen. Um, yeah, Paul Allen uh, contributed over two billion to conservative causes, homeless charities, and other organizations over the course of two decades. So yeah, yeah, a it's huge like, loss, you know, a huge loss. Like Paul, Paul Allen, he really was a cool dude. And another notable thing about Paul Allen that you may not know, um. So back in the day, which is one of the reasons kind of mean you got in a podcast and there was a television show called a television station called ZDTV, right? Yeah. Um, They were they were going under Um, very entertaining content, but it wasn't generating revenue. I believe uh, Ziff Davis, who owned it at the time, were getting ready to um, fold it or something. But anyway, Paul Allen's Vulcan Ventures stepped in and um, purchased the channel and rebranded it Tech TV and actually gave it new life and um kept it going you know so um we also have him to thank for that and you know i hope he rests in peace oh yeah definitely and i'll mention real quick uh just as a bonus story uh really quick have you heard anything about tcl the panel makers my tv back there uh buying the palm name and then turn around and and uh, giving it to I guess a subsidiary of theirs that's in California, so they are making the, a a new Palm device. It's called the new Palm, what? which what? is a tiny phone. Think very small phones. I mean, like the direction we thought phones were going in in the early two thousand, smaller and smaller. Think that, and then couple that with the I guess more of the eSIM technology of where you can have this. Like your i your i Apple Watch paired to your big phone or your normal phone, dude. That actually looks pretty awesome. So, <laughs> so the wow. new the new tiny Palm is an Android device, on, exclusively on Verizon. And, Verizon, excuse me. It is not meant to be your real phone. It's meant to be a phone you take when you don't want to carry your big honking uh, six point 
X-inch iPhone or Android phone around. You know, you might want to go jogging. You might want to go to the gym. You just carry this little baby right here, and it has Android installed, and you can make phone calls and do very basic things. Now, again, it's exclusive to Verizon right now, but I can see this concept extending to other manufacturers who want to give you a, a small phone that you can take with you that's pocketable and, you know, that's not an iWatch or an Apple Watch. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of the same use case as an Apple Watch, but the yeah. software on the Apple Watch is not the best. So um, this actually has, I feel like it has a market. I mean, if it wasn't just on Verizon, I would be looking at how much they cost and well, possibly ordering one. It's thirty. Uh, it's $349, which is kind of expensive, but this is the first one. And again, like if other manufacturers... You know, we all already see cheap Android phones. If they can just mm -hmm. take this same concept and kind of uh, leverage this technology to make cheaper $100, you know, phones like this that you can uh, tether to your number and just carry with you, you want to go for a jog or something like that. I, I think it could take off. I think it could take yeah, off. I, I'm really I'm really interested in this. I'm going to have to do some offline research on it because, yeah, this could really be a big thing. I yeah. feel like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially if they get to the point to where, you know, like you go to a game, like a huge public event. You don't want to carry your expensive smartphone. Heck, yeah. You, you know, if these get to the point, you know, the, where they get the price down to like 50, 60 bucks, you just grab one of these and take with you. And if you lose it, just nuke it at your carrier. Who really cares? You know, yeah. you still have your thousand dollar smartphone at home. So. Yeah. <laughs> and or or leave it in your car, you know, not necessarily even leave it at home. So, and like you said, you have the the Apple Watch now and the i uh, and the Android phone devices, which you can Android watch devices that have phone capabilities. Excuse me, but you know, to have something this small, like one of the funniest things I remember seeing, uh, and I haven't seen one recently. I guess people just stopped doing it. Whenever you go to the gym and you see the little chick owner uh, on the treadmill, and she have like the band on her arm and the big old honking iPhone just sitting on the side of her arm, just looks so ridiculous. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is perfect for working out. Um, yeah. One thing, one thing I will say though is when I. When my wife calls me and I answer a call on this and I'm like talking in the store or something, I feel like a complete tool bag. You're like a Power oh, Ranger, man. You're like a Power it, Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> it it feels so weird. It's like you feel like everybody's <laughs> just like looking at you like that. You're going to be that guy, huh? You're it's the be future. That guy. It's the future. Yeah, I can see like if, if you were on speakerphone and everybody else heard what she was saying, maybe. But if you had like your little... No, a little weird. Well, yeah, I don't have a headset, so I was on speaker and talking. I was literally talking to my phone like this. And you were a teenager yeah, with attitude. There felt you know. like a tool bag. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Like, but yeah. um, I think I still think it's cool. But if I could swap this for maybe a smaller phone, a little mini phone uh -huh. that I could just carry around with me, especially like. Like I said, in public events or places where you don't necessarily want to take your phone in case you're like scared that somebody might grab it if it's sitting down on the, you know, so I can see a use for this. Um, I'm really excited. Yeah. Learn more. Awesome. Um, yeah, I guess we're ready to wrap things up, man. We done. 
Yeah, so uh, I'll make a quick plug. If you like this podcast and you want to hear other things that Carrie and I are on, you can also check us out on the Discussing Trek podcast, where our latest episode is all about our after shows. Now, they can they tend to get a little bit weird, uh, a little bit off the rails, but they're the after show. They're meant for fun. But like I always say, there is good conversation to be had there as well. We predicted the Space Force, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Space Force. I can't do the Trump. Star Trump. Yeah. Oh, that's one of the best ones. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, Carrie, have anything else you want to plug real Um, no, I don't really have anything else. Uh, just, you know, tune in next week. Yeah. All right, guys. Peace. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. I can't, I can't beat that. <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. Hey guys, don't miss an episode of the Techpedition podcast. For more information, go to techpedition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com.